0: Da, 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 da. Hi, I'm yourself. Ellen. Okay, you interrupted me.
1: Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: Too <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ellen, the person who uh, met John on a dating app. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And somehow he convinced you to come on the podcast. And here we
1: are. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, and joining me on this podcast is my co-host, Laura Arnold. Laura, uh, you were telling me you had an interesting encounter with a patron today?
2: Yeah, so you know how, like, you know, people, sometimes you just are amazed, amazed by human beings.
1: Their resilience, their... Their passion, their creativity,
2: their stupidity.
1: Oh, yeah, oh yes. I I was trying to sound profound, but that is what I'm most familiar with as yeah. a frequent member of customer service. Do tell. those yeah. are always my favorite stories.
2: So I uh, I got an email today mm-hmm. from from a patron. and mm-hmm. it was in response to the email that they requested because they had forgotten their password to their account. Mm-hmm. And in response to said email was literally nothing but their username and password.
1: After a year of doing digital theater, mm-hmm. the number the number of patrons who email or call and they're like, "Um, my 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 television, uh, it's not connecting. Uh, do I have a smart TV or not?" And I'm like, I. What year is your television? Well, it's black and white. And the, <laughs> it's the got rabbit dials and so no remote. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit ears on top. Got to be bent a certain way in order for me to catch the news. I'm the like, local news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How big is your remote? <laughs> if it's the size of a box of cigarettes. Then, no, you do not have a smart television, sir. And I cannot help you connect your Zoom show onto (laughs) that television.
2: We literally had a patron one day ask how to spell HDMI. Oh! (laughs) I'm not kidding. And it was one of my box office staff people was on the phone call and she got off of it. And she was like, they just asked me, how do you spell HDMI? And she was like, H- D
1: Wait, 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 wait Slow down, say that again My favorite was always having like the the sweet The sweet older lady who was like I'm just gonna keep you on the phone until I get it working And I'm like I, I've got 60 other calls, I'm sorry But I, I can't be your call of the geek squad But um oh. Speaking of that, the um A human version of the Geek Squad, people who are responsible for our health, uh, very important in this day and age, particularly as we are slowly but surely, um, hopefully, (laughs) emerging from this pandemic, uh, public health officials, and we've got one on the podcast today. Did you like that transition?
2: I did. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I genuinely did not know if you said that to me as a human being or to me on the podcast.
1: So my banter is supernatural. Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I loved your transition into that. But when you commented on it, I was like, is this like a secret for me or is this like going to make it into the podcast? And then I ruined it. I always just need to assume, you know, we're recording, you know, what's happening
1: No, 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 forget all that, <laughs> Laura. Everything that I say to you over these Zoom calls is just a secret for you. <laughs> none of it, none of it goes No, out.
2: John, I know it's, it's because you edit them so you can say whatever the <laughs> f*** you want. And not have to worry because you can be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back and cut that shit out so I don't sound like an idiot." And then you make me sound like an idiot when I do stupid shit like that.
1: I make you look like the comic relief. There's a difference. That's a, That's another secret for you, Laura.
2: I don't think that you do. <laughs> I think that I laugh, and that's why you keep me around.
1: <laughs> that's not true at all. You're a great co-host, Laura. That's a, that's another secret for you. Laura.
2: Shut up. Okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, who do we have on? We we kind of got a little sidetracked there. Oh
2: my God! There. Joining us on the podcast this week is a public health official for the state of Kentucky. Welcome to the podcast, Ellen. <laughs> Wowza. This is how
1: I recruit guests for the podcast now, Laura. <laughs> this so. is also how
2: we once recruited listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's gotten so that, us many.
1: <laughs> that's it's very true though. Um it's actually it's so funny, Ellen, cuz I we've talked about you to the listeners before. <gasps> no. Um yeah, last season I it was it was when you and I had had the chat of like well you started it but I we were both feeling the conversation of like you know we like one another but we're just not feeling that romantic spark there and so but I was I had made the joke because I had actually messaged you if you remember to say did you listen to the podcast because yes I had convinced myself that you had listened to my ramblings on here and you were like, ooh, hard out now.
0: Yeah, and I was really nervous when you asked that. I thought that maybe it was because you had, like, said something bad
2: about me on the
0: <laughs> And you were like, oh, man, she heard what I said about her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to go back and listen just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So from your recollection... Walk, walk us through this story. I'm super fascinated.
2: Oh
0: We're man. There. <laughs> yeah, this isn't weird at all. Um, I don't even remember what app it was. It was an app. I saw you and I guess I liked what you looked like or what you said or something. I liked something. Um, I, I really, don't I really wish.
2: Ellen that yeah. you did remember because John constantly is like why would anybody love me? I'm disgusting and I'm not worth talking to. And I'm like, "John, we literally Aww. have a podcast about okay. you telling stories."
0: No. So it's been a mystery. No, I mean, I, I don't, don't want to be like I don't remember what I liked, but like it's hard <laughs> now that I've like actually had multiple conversations with you and I feel like I know you. Like now I'm like, "Man, like how did we meet?" you know?
1: Well, I remember I remember we matched and I remember your one dating profile was you in like a German, <gasps> oh, yes. um, uh, yes. And, and so I was like, Oh my gosh, how cool. And so, you know, me being a theater person, I was like, Oh, she's, she's performative in some, some way. Uh, and then I remember you and I had the worst communication uh, Cause it would be like. What I do you would, mean? <laughs> 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 like, like you and I would go m- like weeks without like <gasps> speaking to one another, and then mean? yeah, that was. The- <laughs>
2: love it on dating ads when you're talking to too many people and you can't remember which mm-hmm. person is which. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what
0: I was trying not to
2: say. <laughs> but it happens. That's the reality so, of the situation. Yeah.
1: It's so true. And until you yeah. actually
2: start a real connection and it's not just that initial like Nonsense until that's when you can start deciding which one's which.
1: Well, I got I got ghosted last week because I was like, I'm tired of asking the same stupid questions because I don't remember them because you will be the 90th person that I've had this conversation with. Until until this has gotten to a certain point, there's no point in me asking these questions because I'm not going to remember them. Right. And so I just cut to the chase and I was just like, like, what are you looking for in a relationship? Like, What did you not have in the last relationship that you want in this one? And she just stopped talking to me. And I was like, oh, well, okay.
2: Was this Ellen? Ellen, did you do this?
1: It was Ellen. And so I want to <laughs> confront you, Ellen, why <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> I
2: mean... <laughs> So
1: anyway, we, um, yeah, but we, (laughs) we finally were able to like sync up communication and, and there was a lot of apologies on both sides of like, I'm so sorry. Like this is, this is awful. And then I I I think you at one point were like, I want to give it, you know, if you're still willing to give this a shot, let's try it out. And I was like, yeah, she seems cool. We'll give her a shot. And, uh. Had several very nice Zoom dates.
0: Yeah, so that that's where I was going to uh, hop in. I don't remember how we got to the Zoom dates, but the Zoom dates were nice. But here's here was the problem, is that um, John is obviously just like such a nice person, and he is ta- telling me about, like, I don't know, like what he wants in a partner or something, something really nice, like how he writes romance stories or something. Is that a secret? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> He sort no, they of all writes. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, the what the the message that I was getting was like, this is a genuinely really nice person who like believes in love, and I'm going to crush him. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the person that I am. But if this continues, I he will never love again. So
2: <laughs> yeah. that's so nice of you, though. <laughs> I've, I totally didn't a, go. I've absolutely been in those situations, though, where I'm like, oh, they're so nice. And I just
1: i well, it's, so, it's so funny because I like, first of all, you you could not break me. I've al- I already have become I've <laughs> caught myself saying things to people. A friend of mine that I've not seen in years came to to the house a couple of weeks ago and was having lunch with me and he was talking about intending to to propose to somebody and I f- heard myself talking trying to talk him out of it because <laughs> I was like and I literally made the statement Simeon everything ends it's just <laughs> when it ends that that is the the decision maker so I was like you can either choose for it to end now and you can avoid yourself a world of hurt or you can end it You know, 30 years from now, six years from now, 50 years from now, it will end at some point, though. And he just looked at me like, who are you? So (laughs) I feel like the cynicism has crept in regardless of any damage that you may or may not have contributed.
0: Or maybe it was me. Like, (laughs) I'm like the root of all cynicism, of all non-belief in love.
2: Yeah, John, maybe that's, that's just true. like the, t- the cherry on top that you needed to start spilling it into everyday conversations.
1: That could be that very well, especially could be. especially
2: with people you have not seen in a long time. That's a little intense. John. Well, I was
1: like, I was like, I feel like we'll mention it at some point. I was not expecting it to be the story right out the gate. So thank you for that. That's amazing. Um, So you have a very interesting job, especially in the world in which we are living right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it's interesting, but that's probably why they pay me. Good that I think it's interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I work for the Department for Public Health, um, which is crazy, crazy times. You'll
1: tell us how the vaccines make us magnets now and uh, and all that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I heard I heard on the news the other day that, like, apparently they don't have enough microchips to, like, put in new cars or something. And I was like, yes, yeah, because they put it all, like,
2: in our arms. <laughs> all used up. All those vaccinated people get all the leftover microchips.
0: That was a joke. It a disclaimer. Like, that's not a That was thing. a joke.
1: That now is I'm a like joke. I'm like
0: worried about being an emissary for public health.
1: As someone who's worked in public health during this once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, like, Two questions with that. First of all, what has been the most eye opening thing for you in what you've experienced? And what has been the most uh, encouraging thing, if there is something?
0: I don't know. It's hard to know where to start. <laughs> I feel like the most eye opening thing would probably be how so many people see the role of government
1: or mm. don't see the
0: role of government, I would say. Um, because to me, in my mind, and again, I, sh- I should say, like, everything I'm sharing tonight is my complete personal opinion. Um, But I feel like public health is a fundamental part of what government should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I believe that like the government's role is to help protect communities and protect society. So that should be, you know, law enforcement and justice. And it should Mm -hmm. also be like helping communities make decisions about like or, or equipping them to have clean water, have clean air, like, um, vaccinate children, like all of those things that add up to a healthy individual and a healthy society. So to me, mm-hmm. it's just like such a no brainer that the government should, should be allowed to and should take these, these steps to avoid you know, like mass casualties um, because right. if there hadn't been any precautions taken, we know how quickly this would have escalated. Um, there's a good chance we wouldn't have had enough hospital beds and, and enough respirators, etc. So we don't want that to happen. And mm-hmm. to me, it was just a no brainer that like, okay, we need to take some steps here. But for a lot of people, they didn't think that was government's role at all, and that was really eye opening because. I mean in a completely sincere way I'm like okay so what do you think government's job is like right if it's not this then what the heck do you think it is like yeah I genuinely don't know
1: <laughs> um, yeah
0: so yeah but then the most heartening thing would probably be the way that people really came together around it and I know that's really Cliche, but I, I was walking around. I have an. Um, I was walking around downtown Frankfurt, and there was a sign that was like, "We love Governor Bashir," and you know, mm. there's still so many people who have like green lights on their porch, which is something that the governor um, encouraged people to do to kind of like encourage solidarity um, within communities. And I don't know. Every time I see that, that makes me happy that people could go like, "Wow, this is
2: really, really scary." but we're going to stick together. Now to our main segment, the anecdotal dote. Here's how it works. I have selected a random word that only I've seen. Your job, Ellen, is to tell the first true story inspired by that buzzword to pop into your head. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay, your word is water park.
0: The first story that I thought of was the last time I went to a water park, somebody pooped in the pool. <laughs> so...
2: That's so classic.
0: Instagram knows. Right? They're like, you want this. They try to sell me things all the time. And it's terrible. <laughs> you know what they were trying to sell me the other day? They are trying to sell me this bathing suit that changes colors according to like the temperature. And they were showing like somebody in the pool and they got like hot <sighs> water splashed on them and it like changed colors. They're like, look how cool. And I'm like, so the urban legend of your bathing suit, like, or not your bathing suit, but like people being able to tell when you pee in the pool. Who <laughs> gonna be true. not <laughs> even want this. Why are we talking about this? Because
1: <laughs> Laura decided to use two words that just are synonymous with gross stuff. Well, we're ending on a real down <laughs> note now. Um,
2: we'll try to bring it back in the post.
1: <laughs> uh, Ellen, is there, uh, is there any other water park story you know, that, that is bright and cheerful in your mind? Is that the first time you tried cotton candy that really? wasn't covered in feces? The looks that both of these people just gave me, listeners. As if I was the dumbass who decided to say water park and expect a good story to come out of it.
2: I don't know. Crazy shit happens at good? water parks.
1: No, it's a great. The, this whole conversation has been great. But the like, scatological story. <laughs> the number of stories on this podcast that are scatological yeah. are ridiculous. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of that. and. Other body bodily fluids, and
1: we're we're really puttering out here at the end. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we, should Laura, just, save us. I think we yes. should just call it. Save me, Laura. <laughs> save
1: me. Um, well, even though it did not work out with you and I on our on our dating quest, it has been great to uh, to count on you as a as a friend, and hopefully uh, you and I can meet up and uh, and hang out sometime soon. Now that Oh my we'll gosh, be- that
0: almost happened. We almost met in real life.
1: I know! And then you'd stop talking to me, so that's Man. the reason why I brought you in. When <laughs> I was like, oh, have you seen Corelli yet? And you were like, oh, I already saw it this past weekend, but it would be cool to meet in person. I was like, yeah, it would be. And then you never responded. No, get, yeah,
0: because what kind of response is that? Like, Yeah, yes. John, <laughs> that, that you was a trash I was like, dang okay (laughs) bye okay
1: so okay so we now have to arrange a meetup um somewhere but when
0: you asked me to do this podcast but you were all creepy about it and you were like can i ask you a question and i was like
1: (laughs) 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 what was going through your mind
0: Um, that you wanted to go on a date.
1: And you were like, oh man, I got it. No, because I, I was like, I, I had actually just
0: I had just been bragging on you. Well, this, because I was like, Yeah, I met this guy on a dating app and we like decided that we weren't like feeling the sparks, but we should still be friends when we actually did it. Like we stayed friends. We didn't just like say it and then never talk to each other again like we're actually yeah. friends and then you were like can i ask you a question and i was like ah was really just trying to get my pants
2: john's gonna ruin it right here right now exactly i was like i jinxed it um and then you're like will you be on my podcast
1: <laughs> i would say that's not creepy that's-
2: no, I don't think I like. Okay, you should not have started
1: there. I start conversations weirdly. You can. I will admit that, <laughs> Laura, all the time. I message you by just saying Laura exclamation <laughs> <laughs> point. That's,
2: how you start That's all I do. Most of our conversations. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. I mean, in your
0: defense, I probably also would have started it exactly the same way.
2: <laughs> Can I ask you a good question. I mean, I guess I probably would have too, but <laughs>
1: doesn't mean. Okay, okay. So now I'm now the gears are starting to turn. But then
2: I
0: said yes, and you took way too long with your follow up.
2: Yeah,
1: you
0: can't
2: do that. <laughs> That's when it gets weird. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, especially if you're if you're thinking that that was going to be the 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 question. And then I wait like a day and a half to respond back.
0: Or that you were going to ask like a horrible question. Like what's what, what was wrong with me or something like that was, <laughs> that was the other thing that I was worried about was that you would ask some like really like horrible, deep existential question.
1: That never crossed my mind. Uh, if anything, I was more curious to know why you swiped right. Not why you turned and, me down. And but
0: <laughs> I, I wanted to go back and look. Um, I was like, at the beginning of this, when I was like, "Oh yeah, we met on a dating app," so I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll go pull it up and I'll see like what his profile says." And I apparently deleted that. So, not you, also- but the app. <laughs> 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 You're <still in>
2: there.
1: <laughs> have you not seen? Have you not seen Ghost?
2: <laughs> I actually have not.
1: <laughs> I haven't either. But isn't it? Is, does doesn't like Casper do pottery with somebody? <laughs> Patrick Swayze is a ghost people
2: who
0: haven't seen (laughs) ghost but (laughs) it's
1: (laughs) can I pitch a new podcast idea it's just the three of us telling what we think movies that we've never seen before (laughs) are (laughs) like
2: It would be
0: hilarious um, and bad. Like, I can give myself a pat on the back for like this is my first time being a podcast guest, and I already got offered my own show. So uh,
1: Yeah, that see that just show <laughs> see see that shows how how good and natural you are at this. So let's okay, what's another movie we collectively have not seen? Okay. Have we have we seen Amelie? Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Oh, okay. You I need know. to see it, you would
1: love it. I think it's about a baker woman who enjoys. You know how. You know how um, when you have bugles, you've got to put the bugles on your fingers. Um, huh? The Broadway musical poster is is her with a raspberry on her finger. So I think that she uh, she was misinformed. I think she is a. I think she's someone from France because her name's Amelie, and I think she comes to America and. While she's in America, she sees people do that with bugles, and all she has are raspberries. So the movie That's is her trying to adapt. Movie? No, no, no that that would be stupid, Laura. The whole <laughs> movie the whole movie is her trying to assimilate to American culture, but she does it wrong, and so hilarity ensues.
2: No, it all I takes mean place it's more life, like to begin with.
0: Yeah, but she is kind of trying to assimilate to like human culture and failing.
1: So what is it about?
0: Just like a real weird girl, Mm -hmm. basically. So this all happens in like the first couple minutes. So it's not really spoilers, but basically like she grows up alone and her dad won't let her go to school because he thinks she has like a heart murmur and she's worried she'll get overexcited. But really, she doesn't have a heart murmur. Her heart just beats really fast when he like listens to her with his stethoscope. So it's just like her secluded father and her with no friends long like her whole childhood and then the movie starts basically when she's an adult and it's like her imaginary world like she has this really powerful imagination and
2: it's cool it's really beautiful john I. Think it's really it. beautiful
1: have you seen fargo yes Son. okay ellen what do you think fargo's about don't look it up just a off the name fargo
2: a place where people go for <laughs> it's exactly the opposite.
1: So, you think it's a magical <laughs> town where people just go far?
2: It's the place it's like where um, no one ever goes far from. It's like, oh, the places
0: you'll go by Dr. Seuss,
2: Fargo.
1: So, you think it's the film adaption of Dr. Seuss's, oh, the places you'll go, but they yeah, gave but, it a new yeah, gritty but, title. But
0: serious, but very serious.
1: Yeah, the drama. Yeah, okay. like
0: the, the dramatic version with like Jake Gyllenhaal. And that um okay. that guy with the who with the
1: yeah. Jared Leto. 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 Oh Jared Leto. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh no, he is not. Um you're uh I feel so like Fargo he wasn't was a, even
2: like he was probably like twelve when this movie came out.
1: It came out in 87. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's a reality-based crime drama set in Minnesota, Fargo, Miss... I just had a stroke again. Um, William H. Macy's character is a car salesman in Minneapolis... Who has gotten himself into debt and is so desperate for money that he hires two thugs, Steve Buscemi uh, and Peter Stormare, to kidnap his own wife? Jerry will collect the ransom for her wealthy father from her wealthy father, paying the thugs a small portion and keeping the rest to satisfy his debts. The scheme collapses when the thugs shoot a state trooper. Okay, Some Like It Hot. Has everyone seen Some Like It Hot?
2: No, I've
0: never heard of that. I feel like I have.
1: 1959. It stars Marilyn Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm
0: well now I want
2: to see it is so that the one where where she uh, where uh, <laughs> sorry there's like a drought or something or like everybody drought? stops having sex because it's so hot it's like is that the one I think I've that seen that. Fake. keep
1: keep talking while I look it up so I so we know how
2: uh, <laughs> How our podcast yet. would go but it's, sounding,
1: I- it's I- sounding really interesting there's a drought <laughs> And people are not having sex. sex.
2: There's like so there's a drought and a sex drought. Sex drought. That sounds like the name of a band, but I can't remember. It's like that's
1: a great band (laughs) name.
2: That would be a good band name. Sex drought. And also ironic because don't people love musicians?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So you're you're sticking with there's a sex drought and a regular drought (laughs) for some. Like it hot. So
2: maybe I'm getting it confused with that play.
1: How a handsy
0: musician solves a sex drought. (laughs) The musician—I meant to say magician—comes into town. It's like the Music Man, but for sex.
1: So the actual story of Some Like It Hot. It says after witnessing a mafia murder, slick saxophone player Joe. And his long suffering buddy Jerry improvise a quick plan to escape from Chicago with their lives. Disguising themselves as women, yes. they join an all female jazz band and hop on a train bound for sunny Florida. Yes. While Joe pretends to be a millionaire to win the band's sexy singer Sugar, which is Marilyn Monroe, Jerry finds himself pursued by a real millionaire as things heat up and the mobsters close in.
2: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends.
1: Do you have a story to tell our listeners? Want to be a guest? Write to us at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com and let us know.
2: Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week.
0: Well, and Actually, what I was about to say was I was like, this feels like a rehash of our first date. Yeah, <laughs> but this time with a spectator. Right.
2: John, is this the second time that I've sort of been on a date with you and someone else?
1: Yes, this this is how I get additional dates with people. Is you invite me along in the podcast? Yeah. <laughs>